what's up? This is Faith Over Breakfast with Eric Seepin from the Village Church and Andy Littleton from Mission Church. And we just finished up a conversation about just the coronavirus and how we're going to yeah. deal with that. And how we're thinking about it and engaging with it. Yeah. Here in uh, sunny and 70s Tucson, Arizona, which hopefully gives us a little bit of a shelter from it. But man, it's a... Uh, it's been a wild day. We recorded this right after the Tuesday morning press conference. Yeah. So uh, we had a, you know, we didn't really talk much about that. No, but, we didn't. But we had all the updated info. We did. We were all updated. In our minds. I mean, yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in yep. and enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Check. Check, 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 welcome, welcome. Check. Am I loud enough? I... You're fine. I can hear, I mean... Okay. I'm adjusting myself in the headphones, so... You're good. Hey, hey what's up? Hey, uh... Welcome, listeners. Look at that, the red glow. We even have viewers. Yeah, we have viewers. And, uh, Eric. Hey. hey it's, Good uh, to see you. It, this is Faith Over Breakfast. It is that Faith is, Over uh, Breakfast. This is our tradition. You've got your Starbucks coffee hidden somewhere. I've got mine. I ate at home because that seems to be the uh, way to do it smarter now. thing to do. Yeah. So. I mean, have Tucson restaurants completely shut down? No, I, not no, yet. They have not. No. Uh, from what I'm seeing this morning, uh, there's a lot of uh, limiting the amount of people that can come in and stay and such okay. things. But that you know what well, could change today we'll see yeah yeah so anyway well welcome to faith over breakfast anyway yeah thanks good to be here it's uh it was pretty wild because last week um you mentioned to me this that you know the coronavirus stuff sounded worse than we thought yeah this was tuesday if you're thinking about last week yeah and, yeah useless lis- listening if you know here we are in well, and the Week weird thing, of it if they're listening the to our podcast right now, like our other podcast, yeah, they'll hear us talking a little bit about it. Just a little bit, yeah, because <laughs> we just posted that. So our podcast, of course, come out a little bit late. Maybe we want to share this one this one, sooner. Well, and this one is live right now, and then live. we'll post yeah. it hopefully by the end of the day. Yeah. So anyway, you uh, th- that was Tuesday, which was... Uh, you know, before a lot of these things really hit, it feels like Wednesday, Thursday, stuff started to really click. For some people, it was more like Friday, Saturday, that stuff really started to sink in. It just depended on who. Some people were out ahead of the curve buying their toilet paper, and some were not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on Tuesday, you were saying this is this is probably going to be worse. And truth be told, I was uh, not. I wasn't on that train yet. I was. I, I wasn't. I didn't disagree with you. I just wasn't. Right, right. Didn't know. I asked you, "Hey, are you going to cancel services?" And, and I was you were like, like uh, uh, "What? Why? What?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then we did, and you didn't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, which this proves something. This proves that Eric Seepin may have great foreknowledge, but is not as much a man of action. Ah, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and if I may that's not true. have any foreknowledge, but, but you're I'm a man, man of action. action. Well, we no, we, we came up with what we called a strategic plan, and uh, yeah. we're working that strategic plan out as news comes. Yeah, yeah. We we met and um, I kind of went down the rabbit hole about oh 
Wednesday or so and really, really looking into some stuff. And I, I think it didn't take me long to go, okay, I get it. You know, it's not just about how many people could die in my church. This is about how do we love our neighbor right. by doing what's best for the whole community. Yes. Um, it really helped that I started getting uh, started getting info from my mom who lives in a large retirement home and hearing how they were treating it. And they were, to their credit, very ahead of the curve. Um, at least I think to, they don't have anybody sick, uh, but they are quarantined to their rooms. Right. Have that started yesterday, right. but they, they really took preventative measures about a week and a half ago. And I'm really grateful for that, uh, having my mom there. So, uh, I think hearing those snippets from her and how things were escalating there really was yeah a wake up call yeah. for me. And so we, yeah, we just decided, um, we went with a little bit of a micro church model. We'll see if we do that again this week or not. Um, I mean, I think the going thought was we would do this as long as we could, where we got small gatherings together. Most of them were about 10. Um, we had, we initiated six of those. Um, we definitely had people who opted out because they felt a little, you know, some kind of symptom. And so, yeah, I think we probably had in that, you know, we had 60 people, if you will, gathered at, church on Sunday and others participating from home. Uh, so that's how we did things last week. And what about, what are you thinking? What are you going to do? Well, we did a couple things. One, I mean, we sent out a, a letter, posted it on our website um, and said, Hey, this is what we're going to do. Don't come to service. If you mm-hmm. have any kind right. of cold or any kind yeah. of symptom. Yeah. Um, and we're going to go ahead and at least do it this Sunday. And then we're probably going to follow whatever directives we've been given um, by the government. Which it's very evident now, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we had we had 40 people, which I was surprised, in the morning service. Oh, okay. And then we had about 20 to 25 in oh, the evening service. Significantly less. Yeah. Yes. Way, way less. And we started working on our live streaming. Yeah. Which we were just trying to figure it out. So yeah. um, we managed to figure it out by the evening, about halfway through the service. So what's your, actually, I'm curious about, I mean, we're, since we're not just a news organization and there's uh there's plenty of areas out there where you can get the yeah, latest, yeah, yeah. but as, as pastors, I mean, here's the thing I was thinking about and, and all of this is so fast that, you know, you start to realize what your defaults are right? because you don't have time to think it all through. But I saw a lot of friends defaulting to online church real fast. Right. I saw another group of people really resisting not meeting together. Right. And then um, I saw there was a group that did something sort of like what we did, tried to maintain some kind of gathering, but breaking it up. Um, sure. And so I realized in this, like, I have some I have some qualms with some of these things or, you know, there are reasons. And, and I, you know, and I want to examine those. I yeah. Wanna, let, I think we should examine those together. Yeah. So my my. I, I my reaction to those who were going to push forward and meet uh, generally was a little negative. I I thought to myself like you have a your motive isn't right, and I don't know that right right. right. But you know Eric, your no my I'm motives just, were wrong. No, I Thank but you. I uh, I I just assumed some things. I assumed one one thing I assumed, which I think is probably valid, was that in certain churches. 
to not gather together is to risk not getting the tithe. And I, that was in the back of my head. I yeah. was like, I wonder, sure. I well, wonder if people are worried about that. Well, it's a, I would argue it's a legitimate worry. Yeah, it will. Sure. Um, but not one to use to, if you're going to put people in danger. Right. 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 Um, it's of course, it's always legitimate to wonder how you're going to fund your thing you do. Yeah. Um, sure. But then another one was the side of it where the arguments that would be the government can't tell us what to do or the, you know, this is state encroachment on religious liberty or the, the line of thought that's like it is imperative that the body of Christ is together, you know, sure. theologically. And I, I think it is really beautiful and important that the body of Christ is together theologically. Sure. But we are always a scattered People. body of believers all over the world. So if in the cause of public safety you have to scatter a little bit, I don't think you've lost this great theological I don't think you've like sinned. Sure. So um anyway, but I but I assumed that sure. some people were struggling with those things. And then on the online church model I thought on the flip side of that, I think a lot of um like the churches who are like, we want to be online generally, right, right, right. you know, I, I have a little hiccup with that where I'm like, man, I, I don't know if it's good that everybody just sits home, gets like the production of the sermon and the music. Right. And, you know, goes, that was church. Cause if that, cause I think the sad thing is that is church for many of us. Yeah. We get the production of the music and the sermon. We come in, we go out. So staying home and watching, it's just the same. Right. Or close enough. Close enough. And yeah. I, there's something about that that just sort of doesn't Bothered sit you. right. <laughs> it does, yeah. And, I'm, and I love these people I'm talking about. I really do. Like I'm, sure. And I would have probably known that we had different views on – there's a reason we have different churches, right? Right, right. Um, and so I'm not saying this to be hateful, but I, it exposed in me some of my uh, – yeah, my values and my anti-values. If sure. You yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I think for me, there's a couple things going on. One, not in meeting as a church, because I felt like that was really up to the elders and up to the medical experts that we had in our community yeah. to advise us. But um, so, but I felt like the coronavirus itself is irritating to me because it's 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 ruining my rhythms mm-hmm. and it's it's forcing me to rethink things in ways that I'm comfortable thinking about my community, my family, the yeah. way life works. Right. We I think the the prevailing reason for us to meet this last Sunday was probably because well I think I know it was because hey this could be our last meeting. We want to yeah. touch base, we want to get some information out, we want to work some kinks out of whatever we've got to do. Yeah. Um, and so we did that. And I, I think getting people settled with that idea um, and particularly, uh, you know, asking people to stay away from it all. The irony, if they were sick, the irony right. of it for me was that I was speaking on the liturgy of our church and the importance of liturgy <laughs> and the importance of gathering together and the impact that that has to counter And that was the just world. where you were. That was your... where we were. Interesting. <laughs> Isn't that wild? And I, I thought at first that it was going to be really weird speaking that while people had to stay away, but I think it was actually very powerful. Yeah. And the thing that came to me in the midst of studying for it and then was very, I think, emphasized by the Spirit while I was speaking, 
was that in our church we do the Apostles' Creed every other mm-hmm. week and the Lord's Prayer every right. other week. And I was thinking about how grounding the Lord's Prayer is, you know, um, when it's our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. This The beginning of that prayer is so, like, almost, it, it, it's... It takes an offense to you in a sense to pray that you you have to reorient yourself yeah. because and so with with what's happening in our culture where I, I think now we heard 15 days and I I think that this is going to take a little longer than 15 days I in our in our circles I'm saying you know in the Wuhan province they're what it took about four months for the curve to decline and, yes and I've I've been working on that assumption yeah most most people are saying, because uh, you know, in certain regions of the U.S. get very hot, oh, that it uh, may like change different. The, the, like maybe in Arizona, will be have a little bit more freedom of mobility, like oh, earlier than everybody else. But yes, it's going to take more than fifteen days. I've been telling people, and I'm not an expert, but everything I've been reading, you're talking at least four to six weeks, maybe yeah. six to eight weeks. Yeah, that's like a, a good. Yeah, kind. That's essence. and that's if we're out ahead of the curve, and yes. we don't really know because here, you know, my w- wife works in a hospital, and we have to send tests out um, yes. at the moment. But we, the last we heard, depend. I don't know if this last news conference changes anything, but the last we heard is we were a couple weeks out from being able to test here in town. Right. So we don't really know where we're at. Yeah. Um, we we're getting cases. We have someone in our church has been tested now. Um, and a friend of ours church, uh, has one of the cases as one of their community members. So, right. uh, you know, yeah. it might be more spread than we think. Yeah. Well, I think it is. I think I'm sure it is. you and I yeah. are interacting pe- with people who have the coronavirus. I, that's why for me, I think I would encourage people in these 15 days to really consider not meeting with more than five people Hmm. and to really just say, okay, I'm going to, if I don't have to go to work or I can work from home, then don't. Right. Um, Don't go to the grocery store unless you have to have to get something. Right. Don't go to a restaurant unless you have to have to get something. You maybe go drive through. That's fine. If you want to support local business, but be very careful in these 15 days. How, because we want the curve to go down We and we we don't want people to die, but more importantly, then in that we don't want to overwhelm our medical uh, yes. system so that more people die, but not of the coronavirus, but just the fact of that we can't help anybody. And the ventilators. Yeah, and there. the ventilators and all that kind of stuff. So, And I, I, I think I generally agree with that. I'll, I'll tell you where we were at with the thing of like our small groups, which I said are, we were talking about 10 to 15 last week. We will probably dial it right down to 10 because that's about where they were. They were close to that. Um. Anyway, I don't know what we'll do. That's... We haven't met and talked right. about this yet, but but part of what we were thinking was those people. This is as of last week on Wednesday and Thursday, or when most of our small groups meet, we'd all just met. We'd all just met, and so we we said if we asked them if we changed it up because there was some thought about oh we could you know mix it up a little bit. It's like well if we do that we're gonna make it. It's we might as well all just meet in the same building. Yes, yes. Um, but if if we're with the same people we were with a couple days ago and we kind of stay in that pattern, like we're already all exposed to each other, you know? And so if we stay in that smaller setting, you know, um, that seemed to be still a protective 
measure. That that's kind of how we were thinking about it. Again, that could change. Um, but yeah, generally, I think we would all be saying similar things. I had to think about this now. Of course, I've got two small businesses that are yeah, you know. So as and as you're talking about the restaurants, I mean, I'm watching friends of mine shutting down their their restaurants and freaking out. So there's a huge part of me that is like find ways to support these people. Like, yes. like in somehow, I mean, you, yeah, go on, go on lockdown, avoid contact, but then find ways, think of ways. Cause this is hurting real fast. Yes. Like our two workers are, are very nervous. Um, well, we have three, um, but our, our two key main who've been there a long time are, are nervous. And, you know, it, and it's uncertain. Like we're in, we make luxury goods. I mean, who in the world wants to spend thousands of dollars, dollars on a dining room table right now that I'll tell you who wants to, those who think they can get it for a lot less. So we're already hearing from those people. We already have. And what that means is we can make this at no profit, which we might do to eke by, right. And pay your people and pay our people, which, so we'll take it. But at the same time, it's like, uh, it stinks that this is the moment where people are going, hey, can I get the deal, right? Right, right. It's like the very moment that we could use a little something to maybe squeeze us down the road one more week is the time when, as humans, what we normally think in our heads is, can I save money right now? Right, right, right. And so, anyway, I'm in this tension of, like, I I want to push for, like, the support of smaller businesses. Right. like mine yeah and we're kind of absorbing the fact that we're like hey we can't guarantee we're gonna make it through this you know like right. i i hope so we're gonna we're gonna try we're gonna i've got a couple of scrappy little ideas i'm gonna attempt right but right i can't guarantee it so i want to tell people like be careful and don't spread this thing but also like find ways yes like go support like deliver something to an elderly person you know or somebody who's quarantined absolutely like help people out and like even think about like if you're now if you're super tight on cash st- stop don't spend don't buy any more silly stuff right but if you're if you're sitting on a lot and your investment account has gone down it'll change it'll come back unless you're and, old unless you're old and, it's and not, you're, you took a big hit yeah oh yeah for sure i mean yeah me too like that's retirement accounts and stuff just went whoosh. Right. And so if you're old and you need that, then of course. Yeah. But if you're if you're in a boat where you could make a couple of local purchases that would really help somebody out, do it and do it in a way that blesses that company, not in a way that is most advantageous to you right now, right? Sure. But that's but I'm also like I understand sure. that that would be a really hard thing to do. And and this so this is in response to that is hard to say. Because I don't want your business to go out of business. And I really want local business to stay um, supported. Yeah. But what I think is interesting is what the coronavirus has done in closing down all our sporting events. Right. Having all our fast food joints struggle. Is it's pointing out just how we worship Mm -hmm. luxury and the demand to have stuff. Sure and have it immediately and have entertainment and to escape and uh you know and how isolated we are from yeah. struggle like yeah. uh, right now i mean lebanon yeah. is, is in a decimated state know, and if coronavirus hits them at full oh, force yeah. it's gonna be terrible it is it is funny because i have heard 
like I'm look, I'm aware, like I'm, I'm aware how the economy works. So it's like, I get that us all spending money all fuels this. So that it's not all bad. Sure. But of course, like we're, we're lamenting. We're in like day two of the worst week of this. Right. And people are, I mean, I was, it was weird to hear people on the radio. I heard somebody go, it's just so hard to stay at home with my kids. It's like, you've only done this one day. This is one day. Right. You know, how, how are you already there? Or are you just kind of pumping this up for TV? But I'm thinking, are we, we really think we're like suffering already. Right. And it's, and we, have we lost something? Yes. But it seems a little, a little much. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. And I would actually, the thing that I've been feeling, and I think the thing that the Holy Spirit has been saying to me is as a, as an American, this is a time for you to begin to think about where you put your value as a follower of Jesus. This may be a moment for you in a sense to take it up a notch in your relationship with God and the disciplines that you practice Mm -hmm. and the way that you actually care for your neighbor and think about all of your kind of relationship in its holistic sense with Jesus and, and really address the gods that you're worshiping. Yeah. I, I think Yes, and you should, in taking care of your neighbor, care for for your local business and and do it inventively, do it in creative forms, do it in ways that that you, because you got time to think about it. <laughs> well, and that's and here's the thing about like loving your neighbor. I I like what you're saying. I I actually don't disagree with a bit of it because I I don't think it's ever a like I don't want to individualize the gospel here, but the the way that the gospel demands us to follow Jesus is in a way individual. Like we just, our, our Sunday topic was the rich young ruler, but you know, then Luke 18, Luke 19 is Zacchaeus. Here's two rich people and Jesus engages with them differently. Um, cause there's different things going on in their hearts. Right. Right. And so for one, the walks away, sad feel, you know, somebody, and we're not doing online sermons. I hope we don't end up there. I actually thought it was beautiful to hear from our people more this sure, Sunday. Sure, Oh, it was good. Because uh, people saw things I don't see. And, and um, one person just made the comment, I think this rich man really wanted to follow Jesus. Like he walked away sad, not just because he, um, you know, got told no or whatever, he really, maybe he really wanted to follow Jesus Hmm. and, but Jesus said, you have to do this. And, and he, something in him, he just couldn't do it. But, um, gosh, that was insightful. But, you know, Jesus got down to the core of what was this guy's thing. So it, it would be if, if right now you are afraid and so you just will not emerge from the house, maybe you need to emerge to go help your neighbor and run an errand. Right. But on the flip side, maybe if you are kind of like carefree and oh, well, maybe you need to stay home way more than you're comfortable with. Right. Yeah. And then maybe if you're the type of person who's always like out buying the luxury items and you're always at all the sports and all the stuff, maybe you need to like really dial that in, you know, you're being forced to, and maybe you need to embrace that and see how much this is an idol for you. Right. And then, but then maybe if you're the one who's always trying to, you have plenty of money in the bank and you're always trying to get the best deal to just always keep a huge pad in the bank to make you feel secure. Maybe you need to step out, pay full price for something from somebody locally right now to, to like 
exercise that I can support others with my money. It's not just about me. So it's like I I feel like Jesus's call to us. Sure. Yeah, it, I think we have to examine ourselves and ask what is it. Um, and that's that's the hard work, and it's and that's what's hard to do without community, right? Yeah, it is. I would add to all those nice lists of things is that take some of this time and and get on your as my dad would say get on your belly mm-hmm. and begin to pray and begin to listen yeah absolutely because whoever no matter what no yeah because i think that's i think it's important that we prepare ourselves spiritually for whatever's to come and i think yeah. this is at a moment when you can say okay maybe i need to do this i need to i need to engage in maybe some ways i haven't engaged um and so if it's ever been obvious that we're not in control yes yeah. Here it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's a big deal. And we're, and we're so mad at everybody who doesn't have this under control. Yes. Yeah. And I would encourage you, if you're a, a follower of Jesus and you are going to church, that you try to support your leaders, hmm. that you think about where they are and how they're trying to lead and how they're trying to yeah. shepherd. And this is going to be a hard moment for them because they're not able to be in touch with you in the same ways. And they're going to be trying different modes of doing that. And to try to honor that and engage with those, I think, is important Yeah, um, to help your community be connected because we do need community in this process. And I another, think, here's just a practical one. Yeah. You're talking about going out. If you have extra toilet paper, go knock on your next door neighbor's door and say, hey, do you need some extra toilet paper? Right. Because I think there's a lot of people oh, in your neighborhood thinking, I need some extra toilet paper. And if you've got a lot of it, you should probably distribute some. Well, and as a recipient of this, I will say that means a lot because we were not on the front end of this curve. Neither neither were we. (laughs) And so now we have our neighbor um, is he works in online fulfillment at Walmart. Nice. (laughs) So I texted him (laughs) and I said, when do the trucks come? And he was like, look, man, I'll just get you some. And he texted me back and was like, the people figured out when the trucks come. There were hundreds in line at the exact, you know, an hour before our trucks show up. Right. He's like, these people figured this out and it was a zoo and he could only get himself and us one pack, um, one decent size pack. Right. But, um, but his willingness and thoughtfulness to do that for us was huge. I mean, I think it meant a a ton. So yeah, do that. For one another, I I don't know, but I I know our church is gonna is trying to collab with some people to see if there's something we can do about some of that, um, the toilet paper stuff. Right, and right. I think we're we're also very curious about f- finding ways to run errands for people. So, you know, that's there's a lot of logistics. I was thinking about the weird thing is like we're gonna be sort of seeing each other less, but from the church staffing into the spectrum, this just got way more complicated. It did. It got and a lot more complicated. Even last week, I'll just say my emotional time investment, the impact it had on my family was significant. Yeah. Um, it was for my family too. Yeah. Cause I'm trying to figure out what does this mean? How do we lead through this? How do we engage? Um, where in the world do we go with this? Yeah. And even though it wasn't like, Oh, daddy's out at, church speaking it was like i was daddy's very, brain is somewhere else. daddy's brain is cranking <laughs> yeah yes totally uh, and it was uh, and um and that along with the other because then you know guess what we had people in crisis last week too and it's like that's right you have to engage with that you, you know that needs to still 
Like these are like the key things that the pastor yeah. does and those yeah. things still happen. And yeah. interestingly happened slightly more last week. Yeah, well, because yeah. people's stress is up, which I would like to talk to about, um, I would like to talk about for a minute because I think one of the things that happens when we as a culture have an anxiety producing event is that whatever choices we make, we're not making them well, thinking in, in a rational state. So we tend sure. to be thinking either out of our fear, like, and so we get very aggressive yeah. or we're going to isolate or it feels very overwhelming to us. And so whatever we're thinking about um, and the fear that we're kind of conversing with, um, we need to know we're not completely thinking straight. And, right. and we need, that's why I think this is this moment where you can, you know, find, uh, a different connection with God that might be transformative to your whole life because Jesus tells his disciples, the peace that I give you is not the peace of the world. Yeah. Right. And that peace is a peace that really is about the anxiety that you have mm -hmm. because the world says there's a way to control everything so that you mm -hmm. can be at peace yeah. and you can no negotiate, you know, the lack of conflict in yeah. all different areas where Jesus is like, no, no, no. If you give me your burden, I will give you peace. And right now, amidst whatever conflicts you may face, right? Because in the world, you will have trouble. Exactly. Yeah. So, Corona nineteen, or I probably get killed for this here from my family, but as we call it, the Roni, this 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 disease is our burden. Yeah. And it needs to be given the anxiety it produces. It needs to be given to God, and that's a process. But it happens when you begin to have a dialogue with God about what you're experiencing. Do you think, I think a lot of people are feeling the anxiety and then I think there's a group of us who aren't feeling enough. Like, do you think that's true? I mean, who are... Well, I think I think it's a way we deal with our anxiety. Coping mechanism. It's a coping mechanism. We say, sure. ah, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Because then if we actually think about the consequences that might be there. Right? I, I agree with you. Yeah. Then we Then we have to deal with this. But I'm saying, like, if that's your coping mechanism, like, yes. bringing that to the feet of Jesus. Yeah, I and, agree. Yeah. Well, a serious skepticism, I think we live in a culture of skeptics. Yeah. And so we don't believe anything that anyone says ever. And on Facebook, I've read just constant posts about, well, this is this. It's like this. Why didn't we have these reactions when this happened? Why didn't we? I'm like, guys, look, this is, this is not helpful. Yeah, and my whole thing with our church too was, look, I don't really know. I I don't, and actually, I I heard a little clip it a clip it snippet of something Mark Dever said. Clip it. That was really helpful. He just said, "This isn't your lane, as pastors, um, as leaders, as even as believers. Right. You don't know anything about infectious disease, so listen to those who do. And and anyway, that yeah, that so I that, agree. That I said, don't know anything yeah. about infectious disease, nor do I want to, to be right. honest. <laughs> so, so that's where, uh, you know, I've kind of gone like, I don't know what, what is really best. So I, I just need to like, listen. And then uh, my line of thought with our church was, if it turns out in a few weeks that this whole thing just blows over and we look back and go, ha, 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 we all could have met. It didn't, this was a silly choice we made. I'm fine with that. I can totally live with that. I am too, because that means people didn't die. Right. And we participated, or at the very worst, it was all just a big uh, mistake and overreaction. Yeah. And we stayed home. Oh, yeah. well. 
That's fine. Now, on the flip side. So there's an economic issue and all that. Yeah. But on the flip side, you um, you plow forward in faith, right? Mm-hmm. And it gets worse. Yeah. And as is being said about other countries in the world right now, the religious gatherings were part of the problem, which is we're hearing like one priest had COVID spread it to his, a bunch of people in his church. And we could look back and go, Oh, my stubborn demand made it hurt people. Yep. I didn't love my neighbor. So if I had to pick between the two, I'm going to go with being an idiot and being silly. Right. I agree. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what's, what's next for you this week? What are you, how are you, are you getting together with people? Oh, what's we, your next discussion uh, or today we're having an elder meeting. Um, yeah. it probably won't be in person. Um, but, uh, we're going to kind of discuss next actions. And once we've made those decisions, then I'll be talking to my administrator and then our, and our leaders, we may have some kind of video chat with our leaders to kind of talk through some of what's going to happen. Um, my guess, I'm just guessing. So this is not, a, I'm not speaking as the village pastor. My guess because of the 10 person limit is that we're not going to have church on Sunday. And so yeah. we'll be you know, looking at different modes that we want to approach things with. I do know that live video of me and of different kind of event things happening at the village yeah. will happen a lot um, over the next few weeks where people will be able to see, you know, us doing stuff and talking to them and engaging yeah. and, and, and that, that'll be a as, as much as I have a little aversion to online church. Yeah. I also see the value in video being used when you can't be together. Yeah. And so what we're, you know, some of the things we're going to be talking about or what kind of things would be, valuable to keep helping us see one another's faces and hear each other's voices. And so, yeah, we're going to use video more. We don't have cool little Mevo cameras like you. So, you know, we're just going to have to use phones and stuff. Well, guess what? Because we're sister churches, let me loan you a Mevo camera. <laughs> okay. You'll have to have your, get your own little micro SD. Yeah. But you can do it and figure it out. And you guys have better technicians than, oh, we'll figure it than out. me. So, Dude. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, when we did that conference, we had to have two Nevo yeah. cameras because at the time we were trying to, you know, record one in HD yeah. and stream it live. Oh, so we needed two Nevo's yeah. cameras. So we've had two. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. A, yeah. Dude. Sister man. churches, man. It's Mevo camera for Dude. you. Elbow. Elbow bump. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so expect soon Mission Church live on Mevo. Live on Mevo <laughs> instead of live on Phono. Phono. <laughs> Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, that could kind of wrap yeah, us up for the a moment. A sweet moment between yeah. the pastors. <laughs> oh. um, so, hey, thanks for uh, tuning yeah. in if you tuned in and, and for listening if you uh, tuned in on the podcast. And uh, share this around if it's helpful. Um, again, I'm just glad that we have you know multiple ways that we can speak with folks throughout the week. And I'm grateful for that, grateful for the technology that makes that possible, even though sometimes – it could be a real bear, uh, meaning it can be a problem in our lives. But yes. at moments like this, you see the you see the good in it. So I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Eric, thanks for talking. Yep. You've been listening to Faith Over Breakfast with 
Eric Seepin and Andy Littleton. Please like us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter.